Last week, we, we talked about what, should be, what we should be seeking. What we found we should be seeking is the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This week, we will continue with the kingdom of God. We know Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we know the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Later, we will find where it is. But first, we know righteousness, peace, and joy is not tangible. It is not natural, but spiritual. It is not something you put in your mouth and eat. But it is something you taste and see in your heart. When it says, and his righteousness that we seek, first it means the right way of living. And this right way of living comes by Jesus, who is our righteousness that we should be seeking. And we also know we should seek and set our affections on things above where Christ sits. Second Peter 1 and 3 tells us, according as his, being God, divine hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. By this, we can become partakers of the divine nature and by escaping corruption, we can give all diligence and add to our faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, and brotherly kindness and love. If we allow these things to abide in us, we will never be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. These things are pure, true, and honest. So let's dig a little further into this kingdom we seek. In your studying the kingdom, you may have come across where it says, in one place the kingdom of heaven, and another place it says the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is where God's kingdom is. The kingdom of God is whose kingdom it is. But there is something else we must know about the kingdom of God. Look at Luke 17, verse 20 and 21. That's Luke 17, 20 and 21. Verse 20 says, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Saints, God's kingdom is not sent through UPS or FedEx. It doesn't come by Amazon or the U.S. Postal. What God gives does not come in a package. Verse 30, 21 says, Neither shall they say, Lo, here or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The very character of God is not on you, by you, or near you, but it's in you. It cannot come through or by someone else because the kingdom of God is spiritual. It is not something someone can hand you and give to you. When you receive salvation, you receive the kingdom of God. 
It has been lying dormant and must be wakened. Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift that is in you. This is a good reason we must study to show ourselves approved unto God. When we receive Christ, there is so much we want to know we have or have been given. Or should I say there's so much we don't know that we have and has been given. Just like when you first get a new car. It may take you a while before you find out where everything is and what the car does. With a new car, you read the manual to see what works, how it works, why it works, and when it works. But there are some of us that just get in and ride and figure it out while we're riding. If you're leasing the car, it, it may be time to turn it in. But by the time you figure everything out, that's it. In the kingdom, you don't want to wait until it is time to turn in your body before you know how to do things. Just like you learn to walk and talk as a natural baby. We need to learn to walk and talk spiritually as we grow. If we gave ourselves totally to God, some of us would be amazed just like the disciples did when they said, Lord, even the devils are subject to thy name. Look at Luke 12, 32. That's Luke 12, 32. It says, fear not, little flock, for it is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This kingdom and its power that God has placed in us, it was God's pleasure to give it to us. When giving the kingdom, we are given the keys. We are given the knowledge. And the kingdom comes with responsibility. God wants us and all of his children to have righteousness, peace, and joy. His very character is just that and more. God wants us to be and become just like him. God is forgiving. He is loving. He is helpful, protective, caring, and merciful. All of these things are in us as well if we yield to them. Let's look at a few more things about the kingdom. Look at Luke 16, 13. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Regardless of how much man tries and believes this, you cannot straddle the fence on God. You cannot serve one on Saturday night and get your praise on Sunday. God does not have double agents. Either you are for him or against him. Verse 14. And the Pharisees also who were covetous heard all these things and they deride him or spoke with open disrespect. Remember Pharisees then is a denomination today. And he said unto them in verse 15, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, 
but God knoweth in, in you knoweth your hearts that which is highly esteemed among them is abomination in the sight of God. God knows where your heart is today as well. He knows where you want to he knows where you want to serve and who you want to serve. He knows when you are honest and we are when you are trying to justify something. Verse 16 says the law and the prophets were until John since that time the kingdom of God is preached and every man presses into it. Though the old had the law and the prophets to speak and tell them what to do. We have the kingdom, but we must press into it. Flesh is not going to just give up what it likes. Just because you decided to live for Jesus, flesh ain't going to have it. When you start telling flesh what it can and cannot do, flesh can get violent. Anybody found out about their own body? In fact, Matthew eleven twelve said, and from the days of no of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. God has given the kingdom to us, but we must take it and take it by force. The kingdom with its power is not something the devil wants you to possess. And it is not something your flesh wants you to have either. But it is what the spiritual man needs to survive and become more than a conqueror. I want to close with this last scripture and point. It's in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Being in Christ is having received him and have obtained the salvation offered unto us. Being in Christ is being salvaged of Christ. Being in Christ is having the kingdom of God with us, in us, in power. So being in Christ, the old things, the things of the natural man are being put down and you must take it. You must forcibly tell your flesh no. And you can do it by the power of God that is in you. Verse 18 says, and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. All things are of God. Everything belongs to God. All of our privileges, the ability, all these things belong to the new creation. This changes, this, this change of our affections, this constraint, love, are of God. We who have reconciled us to himself, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given or committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. We now have the ministry of reconciliation. You may not personally been called to preach the gospel, 
but you have been called to reconcile men back to God. Those that have lost their way, those who are hungry for the truth, those that God is drawing, he does this through you with the kingdom that he has placed in you. He is pleased to give to you and waiting for you to bring back people to God by the life you now live in him. Verse 19 says, To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. We have the word of reconciliation in us. Can you receive this explanation? The author of this reconciliation is God the Father. He was the one wronged by sin. It was Adam who disobeyed his one commandment of what not to do, which made God declare his anger against the sinner. But because of Christ, we have access to the Father through Christ and by the Spirit. Jesus brings us to the Father and the Spirit directs us to the Son. Christ takes away God's enmity against us and the Spirit takes away our enmity against God. And the word of truth is placed in us. We have been given a new life, a new goal and purpose. And now verse 20 says, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ, stead, be ye reconciled to God. We now continue to pray for others that they may be drawn to or back to God and receive the same love from God as we have. For God is not willing that any be lost, but all come into the knowledge of the truth. It says in Hosea, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Let us not be those people. If God's own, if God goes on to say in that scripture, it is because they have rejected knowledge. We have been given the truth. That those, that those we approach may know and hear and receive the salvation that has been given to us. With this, God bless you. My time is up, and I thank you for yours.